0: in three words, the best stories. Okay. What are the stories of the best things going okay. on right now? The, the best, best stories, stories are authentic. They are relevant. Thought-provoking. Emotional is probably the first The best one stories
1: me. are humorous. Shareable. They I think are emotional. entertaining. They're unique.
0: I, I would and say relevant. inspiring. Honest. And so colorful. And, and they're, they're emotional. Funny. Those are some of the best stories.
1: Hello, storytellers, and welcome into another episode. We are coming to you from the conference floor of the annual bowl season meeting in Orlando, a celebration of college football. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Sky Muller, you know that, but let's get to the the star of the week this week, Nick Carparelli, executive director of bowl season, rich history in athletics, 30 plus years senior leadership in athletics from Notre Dame to the Patriots to Under Armour and bowl season now so
0: Nick welcome to Storytellers guy thanks for having me I uh, who doesn't love to talk about themselves and tell (laughs) stories but we're gonna tell other stories too it's not just gonna be about me or you right so
1: sticking on stories we always start every episode with this question in your opinion the best stories are like blank blank and blank
0: Um, I think the best stories are personalized I think they're relatable and I think they uh, uh, demonstrate uh, the passion that somebody has for the subject or the story that they're telling. Let's start with personalized. Let people
1: know a little bit about yourself so they know who we're talking with today.
0: Yeah, so I, uh, I grew up in Cheshire, Connecticut. I, you know, love sports like a lot of kids. I had a mechanical engineering degree and worked in that field for a year I'm like, eh, it's not going to cut it. So I was very fortunate. I went to Syracuse to get my MBA and I was a graduate assistant for the football program there. Paul Pasqualoni was the head coach. Uh, Got my MBA, but more importantly, career-wise, that was my first job in sports. And from there, I, I was in charge of football recruiting at Notre Dame. I worked for Bill Belichick in New England, I have a Super Bowl ring i uh, worked for uh, the Big East Conference for 12 years. I was the deputy commissioner in charge of football. We ran college sports marketing at Under Armour. Now I'm in charge of one of the greatest traditions in American sports, college football bowl games. So uh, I've been a pretty lucky guy.
1: Based on that background, it seems like the perfect person to be leading up the bowl season effort. I heard an interview with you before. You mentioned that all bowl games need to be storytellers. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, you know, that's College football is unique. We have a playoff now, we didn't always. There's four teams in the playoff. It may expand, but it's never gonna be big enough to accommodate all of the teams that deserve a postseason experience in college football. Um, But because not every bowl game factors into the national championship picture, people like to minimize the importance of some of these games. They're all extremely important. So when we created the bowl season brand, in large part it was to give us a platform to tell all the great stories about bowl game and bowl season experiences that these student athletes have had over the course of the last hundred years. Uh, we're doing that in a lot of different ways. We started a podcast this year, 21 episodes, with just amazing guests, Hall of Famers, Tony Dorsett, Kirk Herbstreit, Coach Barry Alvarez, Coach Wonstadt, Tony Casillas, Rocket Ismail, just all talking about how their experience in bowl games no matter what they went on to do later in life how those are some of the best moments and the best memories that they have playing college football with their teammates in a unique location that they would maybe never go to on their own let alone with the group of people that they are there with there's just so many stories to be told and I love I love telling them
1: everyone you need to check out bowl season stories we'll drop a qr code underneath us when we put this on live and uh, go follow it hit that subscribe button because yeah Absolutely. i saw some of the highlights and it was it was good uh mark doing the kermit the frog uh yes. impression it was, it was good top to bottom you mentioned communities are a huge part of bowl games and bowl season how can we celebrate those communities and how do they get involved and bring them into the different bowl games
0: yeah so Uh, At their foundation, bowl games are community based events. In fact, when the the concept of of a bowl game started 100 years ago in Pasadena, California, it was to stimulate tourism uh, in a community at a time of year when people typically aren't traveling and spending money in that community. Uh, Christmas time, people are typically home. So, you know, from that, you know, other bowls evolved, the Sun Bowl. The, the Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl were the next to come around. The Gator Bowl is 44 now, and all of them, to some extent, are community-based events. They rally around the community, the community rallies around the game. Uh, there's tremendous uh, give-back components that these bowl games have to the community, whether it's supporting teachers, supporting students, refurbishing, uh, refurbishing courts and fields in that community that maybe need repair. Uh, just so many so many good things come from these bowl games, more than just a football game for three hours in December.
1: That's so true. You see it all. I've talked to a lot of people here that have been at bowl season and it does that's the foundation of of it all. Another question I've been asking a lot of people is when they come to the annual meeting, what do they hope to take away? What do they hope to, to take back to their communities and their bowl games? What's your answer? What do you hope people take away you know, from this?
0: I, I think we hope this meeting has evolved into Uh, a meeting that offers something for everybody right everybody's looking for something different for our bowl staffs um, they have have very unique jobs there's not too many people in the country that run bowl games Uh, even though all these uh bowl games do the same things they don't really compete against one, one another they're in different communities they're selling to a different different fan base uh but they all do the same thing so When they get a a chance to get together, there's just such camaraderie, such friendships, such sharing of ideas and best practices. So I think the networking and the professional development uh, that our our bowl staffs get from this meeting is probably the most important thing.
1: What are the biggest challenges that bowl games face?
0: Well, You know, it's interesting. I, I don't think the challenges that bowl games face are unique to bowl games. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of live events in general, yeah right, attendance to live events is is going down. People like watching things on TV. There's too my, many other options for entertainment. And uh, when, when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to you know certain communities, pro communities, when there's a lot of other options, warm weather destinations, you can go to the beach, you can go to an NFL team, uh, or you can go to a bowl game. You know, there's a lot of competition uh, for the entertainment dollar, so. uh, But that's not unique to us. That's that's a very, very, uh, it's a trend that uh, all live events need to figure out a way to combat it.
1: In your opinion, where do you, how do you do that? What's the focus there? I think
0: you need to make the experience at games unique. You know, years ago, you showed up to a game, you watched it, you went home. You know, now you can do that, you know, on your couch, watching TV. So, you know, whether it's uh, entertainment at halftime, free and post-game, um, you know, tailgating opportunities that are unique, uh, features that should, on the video boards that you you, you couldn't get at home, um, food offerings. I mean, there's there's a lot of things you can do, uh, but you gotta make the experience uh, worth it for somebody to, number one, spend the money, number two, to get off their couch and go watch it when they can just sit, sit at home and watch it on TV.
1: Couldn't agree more. Well, we're just getting started here with Nick Carparelli at Bowl Season. Get out the phones. Time to scan that QR code on screen. It's Tagboard Trivia Bowl Season Edition. You just heard us call out Tagboard Trivia during the Storyteller Live experience. If you're listening on the podcast, no need to worry. You can play along as well. We dropped a link in the show notes, or go to tagboard.com/storyteller. Scroll down a little, and you'll see the trivia. Welcome back into this episode of Storyteller. Joined by Nick Carparelli, Executive Director of Bowl Season, and Nick, we talked a lot about celebrating uh, Bowl Season and the communities that are involved and getting them engaged. Um, I want to talk a little bit about NIL. I know it's, uh, there was a breakout meeting today. How does NIL maybe change or shape what happens around Bowl yeah, Season? Yeah, I
0: think that's to be to be determined. Yeah. I think the. All of college athletics is figuring out how to utilize NIL. It's been such a topic of discuss, such an intense topic of discussion that it feels like it's been around longer, but it hasn't even been a year. It was last, you know, July first last year uh, that that became uh, legal to uh, to pay a student athlete to endorse a product or, or service. Um, bowl games are still trying to figure it out, like everybody else, but I think there's a lot of potential for our bowl games there. Um, you know, there's what we talked about earlier about you know competition. Uh, you know, you have got a lot of athletes that have, you know, um, a lot on their plate. And some of them think they're going to go pro, others, you know, try to transfer. There's a, 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 um, I think there's a real need to find ways to entice these uh, young men in, uh, to appear in bowl games when they might have other options or other ideas. And I think NAL might be one way to do that.
1: You guys own the month of December. Bowl season, it owns December. We think so. Yeah.
0: Well, we give Santa Claus one day. Yeah, that's true. You do yeah. give him yeah. one day,
1: yeah. <laughs> even though I someone was telling me that uh, I think it was one of the directors of the Alamo Bowl that Mike Leach took his total Christmas Eve away from him because he wanted to go visit the Alamo Bowl and do, go to do all these things. So um, but yeah, you're right. Maybe the 25th Santa yeah, Claus can we'll, have the 25th. We'll give up that one. Yeah. <laughs> what about the other 11 months? Do you have do you guys want to be
0: 365 days a year? We, we try to, you know, obviously we have this meeting here in April mm-hmm. every year. Um, we're with the creation of the bowl season brand again. We tried it. And we feel like it's going to give us the platform to, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if we could do it, 365 days a year, but certainly extend bowl season. I think there's a story to be told from Labor Day weekend when college football season kicks off. Uh, certainly, once teams starting their sixth win and they qualify for bowl season, and we've started telling that story. We we had a great program this year that we started. It's a new tradition where teams, upon getting their sixth win, get a get a uh, Uh, uniquely designed shirt, it'll be different each year, that says Bowl Bound with their school logo, bowl season logo. When schools get their sixth win, players know they're going to a bowl game. They might not know which game it is for another month or six weeks, but they know they're going. It's a big celebration. They're going to be able to put a T-shirt on now. Last year we told that story through social media. Uh, ESPN's going to help us tell that type of story uh, this year. Countdown to bowl season, the road to bowl season, uh, all ideas we've been rolling around
1: When you talk about generating new revenue streams and just more monetization, what are the keys on that side for for your bowl games?
0: Well, I think I think it goes hand in hand. Making it more of a year-on event, creating opportunities that have uh, to have value, both promotional value and potential uh, uh, revenue value. Uh, those two things go hand in hand.
1: I want to give you the opportunity. I know I've been peppering you here with questions and on the conversation. But any story that you want to get out there or to the, to the people.
0: Well, yeah, I think. Yeah, we talked about a lot already but i think i i want people to really understand how meaningful bowl games are to everyone who participates in them it's important that college football have a mechanism to crown a national champion so the playoff will always be component there's 130 fps institutions most of them really aren't equipped to be challenging for a playoff spot anytime soon but they have student athletes that compete at the highest level and if they have a successful season, they deserve to have a reward. I and mean, if you watch these bowl games, I remember two years ago, the, the Cure Bowl, Liberty against Coastal Carolina, it was such a competitive game. Uh, clearly, it was so meaningful to those student athletes. You watch the celebrations at the end of these games, you would think they won the Super Bowl. But it's just it, it's an emotional time, especially for the seniors in those games who have been playing football since they were little. A lot of focus on guys going to the NFL, but 95 to 99 percent of them are not going to the NFL. So for the seniors, it's the last football game they will ever play in their lives. Pretty, pretty important, pretty meaningful opportunity that bowl season gives them.
1: Any good stories that you've been told from like from those athletes that are that it was the senior they played in their final bowl game, and it's just the memory from it.
0: Gosh, I think I think I think people are going to have to tune into Bowl Season Stories to hear those directly.
1: That's right. QR code again. We'll throw it underneath there. You got to go like subscribe to the Bowl Season Stories podcast weekly, monthly.
0: It, it's weekly during the season from Labor Day through the championship game. We're taking a little break right now, but if you haven't seen them, they're timeless. 21 episodes to choose from.
1: Well, Nick, appreciate you hosting us here at the Bowl Season Annual Meeting. It's been an absolute awesome experience. We've gotten to better understand, too, how much these bowl games mean to everyone and and the work that goes in behind them. So, appreciate you having us, and thanks for jumping on Storyteller.
0: Sky, thanks for having me. Right on. Appreciate it.